Welcome and good night. <laughs> Hi, people. Show's over. We'll see you. All right. That was the easiest one yet. <laughs> uh, welcome to Monday. Yes, sir. Cold, ugly, awful Monday. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Sure. Rick is happy. Well, that's one. <laughs> that's one uh, of the no audience we're going to have today. <laughs> Rumble is down, right? Yes, Rumble is down as of this minute. There's a little check mark next to the Rumble. Yeah, it seems like it's broadcasting, but I don't know where it's broadcasting to. Because you can't get the Rumble to see it. Interesting. Dude, before the show, just to make sure, and I don't want to get into a whole tech conversation, but when you have stuff embedded that is on a website that's down, it stops your website because your website won't display everything until it knows it can load everything. <clears throat> so five minutes before the show, I was scrambling to take all the Rumble stuff off of the Seth Williams show page. So that so that the page would load, so that people could watch there. So, but yeah, we're 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 doomed today. Between between Rumble being down and Flat Earth guy being on, which will probably take, have YouTube taking us down. I'm yeah, thinking we're totally screwed. I just went through Rumble, and it says uh, network error. Can I go? Yeah, it's dead. They're they're being bombed by the um. The cabal is, is basically taking them out. Those that are against free speech. They started right when it when he was supposed to appear on Alex or on uh, Stephen Crowder's show this morning, and it's been down all good all day. So that's why people need to go to the SethWilliamsShow.com. That's correct. That's the place to go. Heidi, oh good, flat Earth guy. I still say Seth the SethWilliamsShow.com is always the place to go. Enough with these corporate bullshit fucking platforms. And I'm getting them all out now, Seth. We got to get all the fucking swearing out that we can because uh, I talked to Flat Earth Guy before. People don't know about Flat Earth Guy. Flat Earth Guy is not only a Flat Earth Guy, yeah. but he's also a pastor and a good man. And he does not like when we swear. That's now, fine. He said if we had a swear jar, we'd both be millionaires, which is possibly true. Could be true, but I like to swear. I swear because I like it, but I won't today. I'll, I'll, I'll go with filthy flarn filth all, all when he's on. I thought about it, like trying to get like a beep, and so every time I want to swear, just hit a beep. Just a YouTube beep or something. Yeah. <laughs> so every time, no shit, and then hit the beep instead. But, uh. We got up here late. Yeah. I can do this. I've I did commercial radio for ten years. I, I did it for twenty five. I still do it. Yeah. But when I'm on the show, I feel the utter need to, to let loose and swear stuff. You know why you do it here? Because you can. can. <laughs> yep. Because you can. But if Flat Earth Guy wants us to pretend that we don't swear, that's fine. Now, in talking to Flat Earth Guy, I don't want to just get stuck on Flat Earth. Flat Earth is great, you know, and and. It's fun. Yeah. But I want to get into a lot of different things. I want to get into conspiracies in general. I mean, the guy has conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy. I'm in. And then I'd also like to get into a little bit of God because he is a pastor, if you will. Okay. And I'd also like to talk about the Browns because he made a 
prediction at the beginning of the year the Browns are going to make the Super Bowl. Not as bold. Well, I guess that is as bold as your predictions, that they'll never win a game again three weeks ago and two weeks ago and last week. Well, and now I'm sure of it. Cause now, they're yep. gonna- now you're sure of it. Tackle <laughs> is out. So for the rest of the year. Who's out? Or offensive tackle. Dewan something or other. Dewan Howard or Dewan Jones. Dewan Whatever his name is. I don't know. What the hell do I know? They're a real big dude. The dude yeah. is like 6'10", 700 pounds or whatever. I mean, how many Dewans do you know? Yeah, Dewan Jones, I think, is his name. Browns rookie tackle, right tackle, Dewan Jones, out for the season. Damn it. With a knee injury. Well, that Maybe. sucks. Not, not but he didn't game. play yesterday, and they won. They play, he played half the game. Yeah, but they still won without him for half the game. Should have lost that game. Didn't. Should have, could have, would have. Should have. Should have, could have, would have. They got the Bears this week. That's another win. This is so true. I read the people who swear are highly intelligent. No fucking I've read shit. That. I've read that a bunch of places, too. Absolutely. Absolutely fucking motherfucking true. <laughs> See, I can play the game. I, I can definitely play the game. I just don't choose to. Well, you think I own businesses and I go into every business meeting going, hey, what the fuck's up, fuckwad? You know, right. that's not quite how it goes. I, I, I shouldn't probably swear as much because I know my dad listens to the show at times. Mm-hmm. And he's like with family today. And so maybe you know, he might have like family listening. But sure. you know, one of those things that I have to remember sometimes and I forget on occasion that I'm almost 50. I'm 47 still. Mm-hmm. But I'm in my late 40s. Right. And so at this point in my life, I'm allowed to swear, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe when I was like 12, I probably shouldn't have, you know. You know, said things to my mom that I did. You know, I mm-hmm. remember a swat across the face. We were driving, and she made me mad. I must have been like 14, 15 years old. Right. And she made me mad about something. And I was just a little dick kid. And I remember sitting in the passenger seat, and she said, We're not going to go here or whatever. And I said, Fuck you. <laughs> and, dude, she reached over, not even thinking twice, man, and just clocked me right in the face. <laughs> He's driving, and it didn't even flinch. It like, <laughs> and just clocked me right in the mouth, and I deserved it. Sure. But now, you know, I am approaching fifty. Yeah. Like, now you are who you are. That's just it. You are who you are. I was talking today with some people at work, and my family is kind of freaking out a little bit because he's coming up here on Thursday. Okay. So you know, it's been like a year since I've seen him. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that now I have to make sure that, like, this house is, like, immaculate because I'm afraid, like, he's going to whip out, like, a white glove when he gets here, drag it across the bookshelf and make sure that there's not like, <laughs> a speck of dust laying on the ground somewhere that shouldn't be. You know, I have a dog and two cats and a tortoise. And so, you know, you got to make sure that everything is up to up to speed in the house. Right. Forgetting the fact that, again, almost 50, this is the place that I own. And, you know, sometimes I do have a life and I live here. Things get a little messy. Sure. I mean, it's not like it looks like a hit by tornado, but still. Dude, yeah, I, I gave up on that a long time ago. I just, if I'm doing something that I know I don't want my mom hearing because it'll just, defeat her 
you know, knowing that that's her baby that did it, I just tell her up front, you know, like my, my one book and other things I should not say yeah. is damn near penthouse forums. It's, it's like 600 pages of penthouse forums. It's just, can we please? Well, sure. I'll send you one, but it, it's, it's literally every dirty, filthy thing I did when I was in the service. So it's 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 definitely banging hookers and it's definitely, you know, cheating and stealing and lying and fighting and fucking and everything that I did in the military. And I wrote it in raw. I didn't try to sugarcoat any of it. It is raw as raw can be. And when she, you know, she always supports what I do, but that was one that when it came out, she's like, oh, I'm going to buy this and, and I can't wait to read it. And I was like, nope. Don't. <laughs> I just told her flat out. I said, "Don't, just don't do it," you know, because you'll you'll be upset and you'll be devastated. And she's like, "Okay." And I, to my knowledge, she never has. I think if she would have, she would have definitely called me and be like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Because it's really dirty. But you know, I just do that with. I decided that long ago that I'm just going to be myself, and you know, I I made sure my mom and you've met my mom. Oh, yeah. You know, my mom knows who I am backwards and forwards, and. I, I live my life knowing that people know who I am, and can I play the game? Sure, and I will today. Your mom is super cool, though. Yeah, yeah she's, she's cool. She's cool, but even even my dad was a little more strict about it, and I was the same way with him. You know, I was just more of a look. This is who this is who I am. It's not. It doesn't reflect on your parenting. It reflects on my decisions, and they may not align with yours, and that's it. So uh, before we get to the flat Earth guy coming up in about, I'm guessing about 15 minutes. Okay. Um, get this. Get what WTAM. I mean, the former radio station I used to work at is doing. Yeah. So let me set the stage a little bit, if you will. Sure. So after Triv, my hero, my friend, and friend to many that are listening right now, Sandy, um, dear friend to, to some people like them. Yeah, yeah. After he passed away, the radio station got rid of everything. Mm -hmm. I was told to get rid of sound, and uh, they, you know, according to somebody that still works there, and you can hear him on that station still. He told me that callers were banned that, that Triv had. Uh, we're not allowed to call in anymore. We're not going to be put on the air anymore. I was not allowed to call in anymore. I they weren't even allowed to mention my name. Right. Because they were trying to distance themselves from that era, that generation, I guess, and move forward and move on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sandy said, I'm hearing you. Like, okay. So, on Christmas Day, this was announced just the other day. Yeah. By the guy that I know for a fact, because I've talked to numerous people that work there and did work there formerly. Uh, they, he did not want to do a, a benefit for me and did not want to do a benefit for Triv as well because, again, they wanted to move on. There was a sales thing that was going to be done either at one of the racinos or the casino, and it was going to, do, you know, in honor of Triv and, and then also help me out when I was going through my leg thing and everything that I was going through. Sure. Now, this all comes from people that I know and I've talked to that are either still working there or have worked there you know, and, and since left. Okay. Um, on Christmas Day, they are going to... 
He says the link isn't working. I sent him the link, but I'll send him another one. Um, they are going to do best of triv. Oh, nice. Very good. Now, I think it's great. I do. I think it's a good thing that they're doing because he deserves it. And I think that it's something that should have been done beforehand. Yeah, like every weekend or something since he passed. But <laughs> to decide to do it after everything you did to alienate his audience, alienate his <clears throat> friends, and friends, and alienate people that used to work with him, um, I think it's a bunch of shit. I think it's a bunch of crap what they're doing, and I don't like it even a little bit. And, and it is what it is. Ask them. Text them. 21095. Ask them why they wanted to get rid of all his stuff, get rid of all of his callers, and now they want to come back and start playing his best stuff and say that it's well-deserved and well-earned and all this kind of crap. Ask them why they didn't want to honor him when he was gone. Like when he first passed. They let you know they let me do it for a couple of days and you know let me and Carmen do a nice couple of tribute shows for him. And after that, it was over. Yeah. And ask them why they wanted to get rid of everything that had to do with him. But now it's okay to come back and do it. Yeah, why is it better two years later? Is it sagging ratings? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I have no idea what it is. I mean, Bloom Daddy's so goddamn good. Why isn't it the best of Bloom Daddy? There is no best of you know that to put on. I, I don't know. And I'm not trying to rag on him. I don't really care about him. One way well, I mean, he's the replacement guy. Shouldn't yeah. it be the best of Bloom Daddy? You think that it should be. You think that it would be. Yeah, go with that. Why and, not? You know, but... I don't know why they're doing it, other than the excuse of he earned it. Of course he did. But they, he earned it for a long time ago. It's probably because... What he got when he left. What he, no, he yeah. passed away. It's more than likely because people haven't stopped calling. Maybe. That's the only reason they would do it. Because if, if, if the audience had truly moved on, then there would be no reason for that. I mean, that would be like... Bringing back the, uh, what was the show that he and Lanigan did together? The Spew. The, the Spew. You know, th there's nobody calling for the best of the Spew, even though that was Triv. They're calling because people missed the Triv show. And they're still yeah. missing it. I'm sure they're getting emails and calls probably daily saying that this new thing blows, you know, and, and we miss Triv and blah, blah, blah. And I don't listen to the station as much now and all that stuff. So they're like, ah, oh, we'll throw these idiots a bone. That's what they're probably doing. I, I just think it's it's tacky. It's tacky and disrespectful to do. If we're going to do it, it should have been done for every holiday. Yeah. It, or it should it should have been a big thing. Not, the you know, your dumbass goes on and announces during the show that, oh, on Christmas Day, they're going to do Get the hell out of here with that junk. I wonder if this is a precursor to doing stuff in his name. Maybe. The first annual Triv Triv benefit at the Hilton Hotel or something. In honor of Triv's tireless work for Coats for Kids. I don't know. I mean I would not, but would you be shocked if that happened? It wouldn't shock me whatever the, anything that they do over there. But and again, it, in a way I'm happy that they're doing it because I think Triv deserves to be honored. But at the same time I think that coming from them after I know what happened behind the scenes, after I know how they disrespected his name, after mm -hmm. I know what they said about him behind closed doors that I was involved in, yeah. then, I mean, 
I, I think it's a bunch of garbage is what it is. It is. It's bullshit, man. It's really, really bullshit. Probably can't get anyone to work on Christmas. They can get a, they can get a, a uh, you know, a part-timer to go in there and run best of uh, Bloom Daddy, I guarantee you. Yeah, I mean, there's no difference between Bloom Daddy and Truth. Tape is tape. Audio is audio. The only difference is nobody would listen to the Bloom Daddy tape, just like they don't listen to Bloom Daddy live. Wonder if they will edit out some of the best always included. Well, I'll tell you right now, I know who's putting it together, and I know that the stuff that I was on with Trip is not going to be included. No. It's gonna, I, I, it's gonna be, it's gonna be his one-off ramblings, is what it's gonna. And ramblings uh, is a bad word, be, but because again, I know who's putting it together. I, I, I know it's gonna be older stuff, which is good. I mean, the older stuff, <laughs> good. Like Kim in that that era, yeah, way be that, older. That era, yeah. That era, yeah. But Flat Earth guess is having problems with his laptop. My yeah. phone is working. Well, get on your phone. Don't know what to tell him here. <laughs> Only been promoting for two days, but I guess I could swear all the fuck I want. If you guys, <laughs> I, again, I, I don't want to talk shit about Bloom Day. Bloom Day doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, you know, I'll talk shit about him because he's the replacement that should not have. That should not have. Doesn't matter that it's not his fault. He's still the guy. So he takes the hit. Sucks to be him, but that's just the way it is. I'm more annoyed by him because he was the guy that would call me and say, hey, let's go to breakfast, and then never, you know, call back again. Right. I, you know, I, I wonder what you wanted to have breakfast for, but it is what it is. Company cunt. And, you know. Simple I'm as that. that. I'm happy that I got an opportunity up here. I'm glad he, you know, got Got an opportunity to come up from West Virginia and, you know, make it into somewhat big time. Yeah. They wouldn't mention Traven, a recent fundraiser for Coach for Kids. Will said, we have raised such and such over amount over years. Yeah, I, Which is sad because nobody did anything for that Coach for Kids like Triv did. Triv was that well, charity. I don't even think people associate it with WTAM. No. Honestly. They don't associate Coats for Kids with WTAM. They associate it with Triv and the Triv Show. And that's what it was. I mean, he spent hours upon hours upon hours putting that stuff together. Well, I know. I mean, you guys always had the thing here in town, here in Twinsburg. And I I know for a fact, I never once heard anybody saying, hey, you going to the TAM event? (laughs) I never heard that ever. I live in the town. I live in the town where the event was a big deal. And nobody would ever, nobody ever referred to it. How many years did they do that? 15? Yeah. Something like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I never once heard anything about WTAM. All I ever heard about was that the, the Triv Show was doing Coats for Kids Benefit, and these were going to be the people that were at it. I, I just found it entertaining that they're going to try to placate uh, an audience that they decided to ignore, alienate, Push back, censor, and everything else. Sure. After he died. Now it's like, oh, hey, we love Triv. We're going to go ahead and play the best of Triv because we love him so much. We miss him. Yeah. You, know, you miss his money. You miss his fucking ratings is what you miss. That's exactly it. I mean, what, sure what are they going to Didn't appreciate him when he was around. No. What are they going to do for it. What are they going to do on New Year's Day? Best of Limbaugh? 
right? Come I mean, on. they certainly weren't happy when, you know, Trip would decide to do things that they didn't like. That's yeah. Sure. That's just a pathetic radio move, dude. Unfortunately, radio guys have no no sense of, you know, scruples. They're just scumbags, by and large. I don't know these guys particularly, but you do. I don't, but I, I've had enough radio dicks to know. I'll, I'll probably, and the sad part is I'll probably listen because I miss his voice. And sure. So, you know, I, it's something for me that I, I would probably want to hear. But I don't know. You know don't It'd know probably if, make you mad. Yeah, it would make me mad. I have no doubt you'll listen to it and get angry. Now, I'll tell you what. If they would ask me to come there and, and put it together and, and be a part of doing it, I am. I probably would have done it out of respect for him, but it is what it is. See, I would think you'd say no, because that's what he would want you to say. He wouldn't want you to go in and do that after they fucking shit on your head like they did. Yeah, I don't think he would. Oh, my God. I lost my screen. You lost your screen? Yeah, hang on. I'm getting it back. Hang on. <laughs> there it is. All right. Everything went blank for a second. <laughs> Lost your screen. Can't get the flat Earth guy in. We're we're having. Well, he sent he sent me a message saying with thumbs up. So I don't know what that means. Uh, we'll see. It's not supposed to be on for another six minutes. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, oh, and he hasn't popped in like Masaccio thirty three times. So you know, I don't know what's going on. But I wonder what they would say. I wonder what they would say about. If they'd answer the questions of, well, why now? Why did you decide that all of a sudden now's the time to do it? Uh, dude, it's got to be ratings. It's got to be that the station has seen. See, and, and this is this is the the general the general lack of foresight that most radio people have. They don't only see they see Triv as. Well, shit, it's only four hours a day. There's another 20 in the day. You know, that's what they see. What they don't see is that that, uh, that four hours kind of built the other 20. Yeah, it did. You know, I mean, people people built, people listened to, I know for me personally, I was not a huge TAM listener, but I would when I did listen, I did listen to Triv, which meant a lot of times, if I knew there was something big going on in Cleveland, I would kind of tune in, even if it was at noon or one o'clock, because I knew that Triv sometimes would just pop in at like, you know, in the commercial breaks, or they would cut away from Limbaugh or something to have Triv talking about, you know, if like LeBron did something or something, Triv would pop in at an off time. So I would tune in. He he was the he was the the hub of the radio station. And you know, and one thing that Triv used to say, and it was very, very accurate. Mm-hmm. One, Mike was such a huge part in fundraising for Good Tree. He was the only part in fundraising for Good Tree Kids. Sandy, you know that. Yeah. Um, for people like Sandy and everybody else that, that went to the shows and, and helped out, I mean, absolutely, Triv was the part of Codes for Kids. Uh, but one thing that Triv is absolutely right about, like if you listen to him in the afternoon and you get home from work, your drive home, whatever, and you're done, you park your car in your garage, you go inside – well, as soon as you get back in that car to go to work the next day, that radio is stuck on 1100. Right. First thing you're going to hear in the morning, mm-hmm. you're going to hear your news, your traffic, your weather. You're going to hear Wilson Snyder. And then 
you get to work, it's still on. Maybe you take your lunch break, you're going to hear Rush in the afternoon. Sure. So you go home and you're listening to trips. Sometimes the people of radio habits are you just kind of leave it stuck there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most people don't change. Most people do not change their radio station ever in their car. Punch in and punch out, go to different places. That's one thing that always made me mad about his show is that we trained people on when, because the manners are just stupid. Let's do traffic and weather on the tens. Well, we trained people when to turn the radio off. Yeah. We told people every 10 minutes you're going to get this stupid traffic and weather crap. And so they knew exactly when to turn the radio off and then turn it back on again to get back to trip. Yeah. You know, one thing that we had going, which, again, management didn't like, I remember the look on one of the guy's faces when I said, this is the clock that we should be doing. It was an FM kind of clock. It was talk for 20 minutes. Then take your little break for your news and weather and garbage, and then talk for another 20, 25 minutes, and then mm-hmm. break for weather and garbage. So yeah. at least you know that he's going to be talking for 20 straight minutes, mm-hmm. and you're going to have it. And then you can go smoke or do whatever you want to do, and then go back for another 20, 25 minutes. Right. Whatever. Yeah, it was. It was. It, you're right. It was stupid. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can't wait to tune in on Christmas Day. No, I, I want to hear his voice, but not... Because of those dumb bastards. <laughs> All right. So the swearing now officially has ended. All right. You and I are doing a clean show. And by clean, I mean at least our our mouths will not be spewing the vile, yeah. wretched thoughts of the devil himself. We are hey. going to plain truth guy. Okay. Otherwise known as flat earth guy. Hello, sir. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. All righty. So what's the topic today? Victory Monday. Well, we could start with your prediction of the Browns winning the Super Bowl. And the yeah. second, I swear to God, and I shouldn't swear he's a pastor. I swear to something that the, sec- the day that he said that the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl is when Nick Chubb all of a sudden looked like me. He lost his leg, gone forever. And I called him. I said, "What about the Super Bowl?" He said, "Well, that was in, if they stayed healthy." I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm a Browns fan. You know, I'm a homer, and uh, you know, I'm always excited. I've been here since 1969. I, I remember Red White '88, Party at Kids, and I'll tell you what, this is exciting. Uh, it's pretty amazing that we have, you know, four different quarterbacks, all the injuries, and we're still in the midst of it. It is amazing, and I'm excited to be a Clevelander. And see, I just said the other day that this is a. All right, hang on, I gotta rephrase what I said the other day. This is a dump town with a dumpy franchise, <laughs> and that there's no way that we win another game after this week, and that we won't after go- this week. <laughs> That's not what you said either. <laughs> All right, I said that maybe a couple weeks ago I said that, but um, I, I still believe that this team will fall apart in the long run and not make the playoffs, and it'll be awful. Well, you can say, you know, we all have opinions, and at the end of the day, um, we live vicariously oftentimes through our sports teams. And we're a blue-collar town. We have a blue-collar team. This team is scrappy. Uh, my name for the defense is off the chain. You know, we've got a guy that's uh, older than me, uh, almost 
I'm almost twice as old as, uh, as our quarterback. But you know what? He is amazing, and he is living his childhood dream. He's back in the saddle. All right, so one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, numerous reasons, we've got to get into some conspiracy talk a okay. little bit. But one of the things I wanted to talk about real quick was, you know, we talk, you just said, you know, escape it with you know, sports is because the world is so messed up right now. Yeah. And I don't know if I've been having some sort of a religious awakening, and I know Chris laughs at me because he thinks I'm kind of stupid, but I, I don't know, maybe he doesn't, I, but... I've been thinking a lot about how beautiful everything is. I look outside and I see the trees, I see the grass, I see the sun, and I see all this great stuff that, that God gave us, and I see the world just crumbling around it. And I yeah. wonder if this is the end times that that are coming, because that's what it seems like to me. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, what we have is two kingdoms. Now, again, I realize a lot in the audience have their own opinions. Uh, for me, I go to what is your source of truth? If your source of truth is man, you're in trouble because man makes up his own remedies for what's wrong in the world. And as you've seen with COVID and things like that, it doesn't work. So I, my source of truth is the Bible, is the scriptures and We've had, you know, debates on your program where, uh, you know, people try to uh, give their opinion, and then I would back it up with the facts from Scripture that has never been disproven. So when you talk about the end times, we are in the end times. The church age is almost over, uh, and you're seeing the things that the Bible talks about that are going to happen. Um, I believe it's in James, uh, no, I believe it's in Second Timothy 3. Let me read this from Scripture. It says, But understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come, difficult days that will be hard to bear. Now remember, this was written by Paul 2,000 years ago. For people will be lovers of themselves, narcissistic, self-focused, selfies and clicking on likes. That I added, that's not in Scripture. <laughs> Lovers of money, impelled by greed, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. That's why we have the swear jar. And they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affections. That means they're not going to go male, female. They're going to be doing other things, including bestiality. Callous and inhumane, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, devoid of self-control. Intemperate, immoral, brutal, haters of good, traitors, we have a lot of traitors, especially in this country today, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of outward godliness like religion, although they have denied its power for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such people and keep far away from them. That's Paul encouraging his uh, son in the Lord, Timothy, 2,000 years ago about the end times. Well, if we're truly in the end times, then what is the point of trying to fight it? Oh, that's wonderful. So as you read the book of Revelation, and again, we say Revelation, the book actually means it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, and he identifies seven different church ages, and we have three of them have already gone. We are in the last four. 
So to answer your question, Chris, what's happening is that we are setting up for the last battle where evil is going to rise up against good, specifically against sin. Prior to that happening, many of us believe that the rapture of the church is going to happen. So in the meantime, what my job is here is to share the good news, the love of God specifically, and to bring as many people as we can to the fight of light versus the fight of darkness. Now, for me, that means I live in Slavic Village. I live, I'm surrounded by three gangs. I've got five rehab centers a half mile from my house. I've got a house of prostitution, you know, a door away from me, a daycare two doors away from me. The house next to me got shot up 22 times last month. Next to that is a meth lab, and next to that is a rehab center. I'm in the middle of ground zero, and God put me here for a reason, and that is to bring people to him before it's too late. Well, my first question is, what is your address? <laughs> it's uh, 792 <laughs> Jones Road. You didn't say House of Prostitution. I just wondered where, you know, exactly uh, things were located. Uh, wait, wait. Okay. Sandy has so Sandy has a question. Okay. How long do we have? I mean, because, again, what I'm seeing right now is you have an entire, not just country, but your entire world that are protesting, marching, and chanting the death of the chosen people, basically. Okay. And, and, and it's because it's coming to a point where people aren't defending them. There's so much anti-Semitism in, in this world right now that I I don't see us recovering anymore. The way things are going with riots, the way things are going with society, I don't see it recovering. How long do we have? Well, let's be of good cheer. Understand that if you read the book of Revelation, it's the only book that I know of ever written that says if you read it, you'll be blessed just by reading it. In the book of Revelation, and also, you know, in Daniel, he talks about the end times as well. Um, it says this, that there is going to be a time of peace, and that the temple, the third temple, will be rebuilt. And three and a half years into that time of peace, the Antichrist is going to go into the temple and declare himself God. That is the abomination of desolation, and that is what's going to start uh, the last three and a half years before Christ returns. So, again, I can't tell you, I can only show you the signs of the times, and what it says is that we're there. The only thing stopping us right now is that the temple hasn't been rebuilt. But Israel is ready to rebuild that temple. So well, we have some When you say that, and that war is going on right now, when so when peace breaks out, is that all of a sudden... The, and they get rid of these people, and they take their land, is that when the temple is going to be rebuilt? That's when we start our three-and-a-half-year countdown? Is that what's going on? Well, it's a seven-year countdown. But understand, one of the prerequisites is that the third temple will be rebuilt. Okay, so again, that hasn't happened yet. So when you ask me, well, when is, you know, when's the end? Soon, but not yet. And if you want a sign of time, it's going to be the rebuilding of that temple. And Israel is ready. They're waiting for the red heifer. Uh, what that means is that there has to be a, a, a cow that is completely red without any other color of hair, and they haven't found one yet. Hmm. I remember seeing an That's episode it. of South Park, by the way. I'm sorry? South, South Park did an episode about the red cow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's amazing. You know, the world knows if you read it, and Satan knows. Chris, you wanted to say something. It looks like it. I do. I, do we know 
it who like and I don't mean who specifically, but yeah. how am I going to phrase this? Is the is the the devil somebody of notoriety, or is the devil somebody that we don't know at all? That's just a right now is just hidden away as just one of the populace that will emerge as greater than all of the all of the quote unquote famous or or big leaders or whatever that we have now who what i guess what i'm asking is is i know i know that uh in scripture one of the big things is is about the the need for fame and how that's bad and how how the the need for attention my question i guess is is the devil hiding behind that to emerge as somebody because that's the only way somebody's in today's world could emerge is if you, nobody's going to trust a famous person anymore, but they might trust a non-famous person, which would give them even more power to then rise. Does that make sense? It, it does. Let me answer that in, in, in many ways and answer your question. The first thing that we need to remember is that there have always been antichrists and a, a person who's an antichrist is against Christ. So, that has always happened. That's always been the situation. Satan does not know when the end time is coming, so he always has a man. So we can say Hitler was an Antichrist, and, and he was. And remember, his party elected him by one vote. He won the national vote by more than that, but he won the vote of his party by one vote. Now, when you look at what's happening in, in today, any time that you see someone who is preaching things or saying things that go against what God has ordained. For example, same-sex marriages. Now, again, I'm not trying to be controversial on your program, but I do want people to understand that's a form of antichrist. This whole idea of abortion, that a woman's body is her own, I'm sorry, that child is not part of your body. It's actually external. There is a placenta that divides you from the baby, and your blood type can be different from the baby's blood type. It is an individual. So, not to be controversial, but to get to, your, to the crux of your question, go a step further. The Bible says that there's going to be this beast. So now we have, and it just passed uh, our, recently in November, they passed that artificial intelligence, which is, again, an entity created by man, can now have control over your health care. Now, that is a form of the beast. So when you look at Scripture and you look at the end times, there is going to be a false prophet, a false um, Christ, and this beast. This beast very well could be AI. Okay? And the beast, and, and the beast gets its power from the Antichrist, but the Antichrist, you have to understand, Satan is no longer subtle. He is in your face with his agenda, and his agenda is to steal to kill and destroy. So when you see that, you understand that is from the kingdom of hell, not the kingdom of God. When you see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, the gifts of the Spirit, that's the kingdom of God. And what I've been trying to tell you guys, and I'll say it now you know, publicly, I love you guys. And I want to share the Father's love with you so that you don't turn to the evil, because it says you will take the mark of the beast, in order to transact business, in order to eat. And people are going to do that because they don't have an alternative. The Bible says you do have an alternative, and even the elect 
are going to be able to resist that, but Christ will be coming soon. There you go. I guess that's my worry is that we don't have much time to to save ourselves. Uh, Is there any reversing of this? Because, again, I've never seen anything so... I mean, I'm sure maybe it's been worse in, in before my lifetime, but I've never seen anything like this, what's going on right now. And how do we reverse it? it? It's really simple, Seth, and I don't mean to, to make it sound like it's easy, okay? Simple doesn't mean easy, right? So the first thing, you know, just remember, I had this conversation with Fritz eight days before he died, and he wanted this to be on his program, but we just, it, it couldn't happen. So understand once you understand the problem, once you can recognize what the problem is, now you can start looking for solutions. And the solution is and always has been a personal relationship with God. That's what he wants. The thing is, Satan has been lying to you since before you were born. We're talking about thousands of years. And this whole thing with flat earth, this whole thing with uh, science and the conspiracy theories, goes back to Satan's deception. Remember, in 1948, our Congress signed into law the Smith-Mund Act of 1948, which gave our country permission to lie to other countries. Now, remember, lying doesn't come from God. Lying comes from the enemy. But in 2012, Barack Hussein Obama wrote into law the, 2000, the Smith-Mund Act of 2012, which gives our country the right to lie to us and use our taxpayers, taxpayers' dollars to lie to us. So who can you trust? If you can't trust government and you can't trust yourself, who do you trust? And God says, I'm here. And part of the distrust is probably also to decentralize religion, no? To de- decentralize Christianity or faith in God or whatever you want to call it, just because you can't trust God either. In in most people's heads, they don't trust anybody. I know I'm very untrusting of anybody anymore, just because I don't believe anything anymore. I think it's all, unless I see it, I don't believe it, and I know that's a thousand percent against what biblical teaching is. You know, that's biblical teaching is all about faith. Well, Chris, you're hitting it on the head, and that's why I love you, and God loves you. Understand, confusion and chaos doesn't come from the kingdom of God. It comes from the enemy, and what he wants to do is he wants you to believe that God can't be trusted. Remember, the first sin, the Satan, Satan the serpent said to Eve, did God say, bringing doubt in, and then he says, oh, no, 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 you won't die, and she did, yeah. okay? So my point is this, understand that in the void of taking God out of our schools, out of our government, in uh, 1963, that was the start of it, what they did is Satan replaced it with a different religion, because there's this void that has to be filled, and it became secular humanism. Remember that the theme of the Satanic Bible is to do what thou wilt. So we had in the 60s, hey, free love, free sex, free drugs. But there's consequences to those freedoms. So now what we have, instead of um, secular humanism, we have moral relativism. Hey, you know, what's good for you is good for you. What's good for me is good for me. All of those things are religion. But as I just read here, there's no faith. There's no uh, truth behind it. And that's the bottom line. Can God be trusted? And does God love you? And I'm saying yes to both. And Seth, to answer your question, that's how you get back. You get back to God. And it's called repentance. 
Repentance means turning around. That's the key. Why are teachers going after our children the way they're going after our children? And who's in charge of the teachers? Because I think when we talk about the you know, Antichrist and that kind of thing, they, they have to have been infiltrating our, our, our teachers because they're going after the kids, whether it's about changing their sex, whether it's about not believing in God. They're going after the kids. Well, remember, Seth, this is the attack and this attack happened over 500 years ago. So remember that there was a church entity that changed the scriptures into Latin, which is a dead language, and they did that not because they were right. They did that because they didn't want the common people to know who God really is so they could control them, and they did a lot of evil things. Now, when the Bible got translated into our own language, William Tyndale translated into English, Martin Luther translated into German, the response from the quote-unquote church was, well, we're going to kill these people, but that's not going to be enough. We can't stop the printing press. So what we need to do is we need to take over the schools, and that's how the Jesuit order got ordained and took over higher education. So this isn't anything new. It's just that they finally got strong enough to kick God out, and now in the void without God, what happens? The teachers step in, and they bring their own moral deprivation and perversion into the field, and they won't let anyone else come in there. The same thing with the Catholic Church, having priests that were homosexuals and pedophiles, you know, having sex with, with the kids. It's not right. It's not God, okay? But now it's into the school, and they want you to accept it as normal. Why, why is the Pope all of a sudden changing? I see the, the Pope becoming more left than I've ever heard in my entire life. Why is the Pope all of a sudden becoming a figure of left-wing? Right. So again, don't get the cart before the horse. So remember that in the Roman Catholic teachings, and, and Roman Catholic means the unity of pagan Romanism, Again, they, they claim that they start with Peter and Paul, but that's not true. Roman Catholicism started in 611 under Constantine. That's a whole other program. But what you need to know is that the military arm of the Roman Catholic Church is the Jesuit. And if you read the Jesuit oath, and you need to do that, you'll understand exactly who they are. But here's the reason why the Pope is the way that he is. He is the first Jesuit Pope the Roman Catholic Church has ever had. So please read, and, and audience, please read the Jesuit oath, it's in our Congress, okay, because they actually wrote it, uh, read it into our, our records. But you can Google it, the Jesuit oath, and you'll fully understand who they are and who that Pope is. Well, because I went to a Jesuit school, and yeah. I've noticed a huge change from when I was there and a student to what they are today. Yeah. And it's, it, it's really something totally different than what I thought. I mean, they teach things that never they, they would have taught back when I was in school. Now, I don't know if you brought that up, uh, Seth, or if Chris I, did. I brought it up. Chris, it is worth reading, okay? Yeah. If I can't read it because i got an iPhone or i got a phone that, trust me, my glasses don't magnify enough to read that. <laughs> if you could read that out, Seth, it's going to answer your question. Because every, uh, you know how we talked about the mafia, okay, and how they had this blood oath? Yeah. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay, we had, okay. Read this. This is the same thing. This is a blood oath, and every Jesuit has to take this oath. 
So if somebody could read that, that'd be awesome. Are there any highlights in there, Chris? <laughs> uh, I'll read it. I can't read it. So. I, I can read yeah. it. Um, I've got it on my screen. Um, let's see here. I am now in the presence of the Almighty God, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Blessed Michael, and the Blessed Michael, the Arch, Archangel, the Blessed St. John the Baptist, and my ghostly father, the Superior General of the Society of Jesus, founded by St. Ignatius Loyola, do by the womb of the Virgin. Swear that His Holiness the Pope is Christ's Vice-Regent, and is the true and only head of the Catholic and you or universal church. I do now renounce and disown any allegiance is due to any her, her, heretical king, prince, or state named pro, Protestant or liberal, or obedience to any of their laws or magistrates or officers. I do declare the doctrine of the Church of England and Scotland and of Calvinists, something, Huguenots, and other of the name of Protestant and liberal to be damnable and themselves to be damned who will not forsake the same I, I do. I do further promise and declare that now with, notwithstanding, I am dispensed with to assume my religion her, heretical for the propagation of Mother Church's interest to keep and private all her agents, counsels from time to time as they interest me and not divulge directly or indirectly by word writing or circumstances, whatever. I'm going to stop there for a minute. I don't understand what any of that means. Well, that's, that's why I was stopping right there. I wanted, I wanted um, Plain Truth Guy to explain that piece of it. Okay, so what's happening is you're reading this in you know 21st century, and you need to understand this was written you know almost 600 years ago. Mm -hmm. So what he's doing is he's introducing, he's saying, look, we have a loyalty to uh, the Virgin Mary, to the Pope, to uh, each other, and what we're doing, what we're embarking on, which is what you just read, okay, is secret. We are not to divulge this to other people. So anytime you have a secret society or you have um, uh, some form of, okay, you know, not everybody needs to know what we're doing, okay, that is suspect, okay? But understand, taking this oath, and, and the oath gets more involved as, as you go on, but right now what you need to understand is they're setting up a secret society. Okay, wow. Okay, All right. So keep going. Okay, and here we go. Any, and I'll help you out. Okay. I do furthermore promise and declare that I will, when opportunity presents, make and wage relentless war secretly and openly against all the heretics, Protestants, and liberals as I am directed to. Ext extirpate them from the face of the earth, and I will spare neither age, sex, nor condition. And I will hang, burn, waste, boil, flay, strangle and bury alive those infamous heretics rip up the stomachs and wombs of the women and crush their infants heads against the walls in order to annihilate their inexorable race okay there okay you understand i'm there <coughs> we're, 
we're talking about waging war and we talk about Hamas and what they're doing. Isn't this the same thing that Hamas is doing? Yeah. Okay. So understand this is a religious order sworn to secrecy and this is their goal that if you do not believe what they believe, this is going to be your end. They're going to do this openly or behind closed doors. So when you start looking at the, the wars in our history, a lot of these wars were started by Jesuits who are incognito on both sides of the war. Uh, before, before we read further in this, let me ask, are they still yeah. taking this oath like new Jesuits, like graduates of Walsh Jesuit? Do they got to recite this oath to get their diploma? Well, again, a high school is not the order. The order is a higher level. Just like uh, you have in Freemasonry, you have mm -hmm. 33, 33 levels, okay? The first three levels are, are so plain, anybody would say, oh, this is a great organization. It's not until you get to the 30, 31, 32, and 33 that you realize you're serving Satan. Okay, but would, would, so then would the students, I, I'm going to go back to Walsh just for a second, would the students of Walsh be... I don't know, identified as potential candidates to raise to the to this order, to this higher order, from what they've shown in school? Okay, so it's a great question. And uh, uh, Seth, you went to St. Ignatius. I yeah. went to St. Ed. Now, St. Ed's was uh, Dominican, okay, uh, the Holy... Yeah, uh, and Ignatius was... Uh, Jesuit. Yeah. So that is, that is the teachings of Loyola, but not to this degree. No. Okay, so I can be a cop, but that doesn't make me Secret Service, and that doesn't make me FBI. But you have to start somewhere. So this is a way of thinking that is not taught to the kids at the high school, college level. This is when you finish all of your rigors to become a Jesuit, you have to take this oath in order to get that. And it's the same thing in the mob. You have low-level mafia guys, but you don't get that introduction to the family until you're ready. And, okay. and you saw that. Okay, but the, like the the low-level mob guys, they know yeah. that they want to strive to be the high-level guys. How right. would how would the Jesuits that are at the lowest level know? that they need to strive to this level or, you know, or, or to same with the Masons. You know, I, I know some Freemasons and I don't know any that are, you know, at least openly saying about how they want to take over and, you know, and do some of the, some of the more seedy stuff that the Masons are known for. Okay. Well, let me answer it this way. This is a secret society. What you have, and, and what they're not telling you, whether it's in the Masons or in the Jesuit order, is that there is power that comes from Satan as you go up. And a lot of that power is derived by having sexual rituals, by uh, murdering children and offering them to Satan. They're not going to teach you that in the lower levels. They're not going to teach you that at high school. They're not going to teach you that in college. And so, again, it's not until you get into the higher-ups that you find this out. And what I'm saying is, here is the oath. Mm -hmm. Here is at that level, and you can read it, and you are dumbfounded. How in the world can this be? And again, when you understand the oath, you can then go back in history and see how this played out. 
you know, in different world wars and in different wars that are happening right now. Right. And it's sick is that you have in control of the Roman Catholic Church as Pope, and he's considered the last Pope. In other words, for the end times, when you read into, you know, those, those writings, he is considered the last Pope that will ever be. And he is a Jesuit. Huh. Wow. All right, let me read some more here. This is interesting. Yeah, I, I think like it is. This. Yeah. Crazy. That, you have to take a break, but this is crazy. Let's see here. That when the same cannot be done openly, I will secretly use the poisonous cup of the strangulating cords, the steels of the pon poniard, or the leaden, leaden bullets, regardless of the honor, rank, dignity, or authority of the persons, whatever may be their condition in life, either public or private, as I at any time may be directed by any agent of the Pope or the superior of the Holy Father of the Society of Jesus. That's the Jesuit. That's the, okay. In, conf, in confirmation of which I hereby dedicate my life, my soul, and my corpor, corporal powers, and with this dagger, which I now receive, I will subscribe my name written in my blood in testimony thereof. And should I prove false or weaken in my determination, may my brethren and fellow soldiers of the militia of the Pope cut off my hands and my feet and my throat from ear to ear, rip my belly open and sulfur burn therein and all the punishments that can be inflicted on me on earth and my soul be tortured by demons in an eternal hell forever. Maybe that's what happened to my foot. <laughs> Somebody chopped it off. You said the wrong thing. Yeah, I wow. guess. So what I'm trying to tell people is this. You know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. And if you take this battle into the physical... You're going to lose. This is not a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. And you're not going to win it in your own strength. And so if you read Ephesians 6, you know, 10, it says that we are to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's with the armor of God that we fight the good fight. Because it's not flesh and blood that we fight against. It's the wiles of the devil that we take our stance. Against rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness, against powers and principalities, Against these things, we need to stand. And we stand by taking on the full armor of God, which is the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, <coughs> the, um, the belt of truth. We shot our feet with the presentation of the gospel. But the only um, physical weapon that we have, or offensive weapon that we have, is the sword of truth, which is the word of God. We have the shield of faith. Um, but we are to pray without ceasing for our brothers because of this being against us. Can you imagine that? A religious order that we think is benign in reality wants to kill us. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we kind of see it with all the other religions, really, too. In a way, I mean, I mean look, look, at, look at how they, they per portray um, Islam. Same way. You know, yeah. if you... 
if you ask, if you ask a hundred Muslims, you know they, they will tell you point blank that it's a religion of peace until you read the words, and it's not a religion of peace. Right. And remember what this is. Do you remember the first sin? Um, um, besides Adam and Eve, I'm talking about Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. You remember both of them being a sacrifice, okay? And Cain was was missed because God accepted Abel's sacrifice and not his, and he murdered his brother. So when you look at, you know, Islam and you look at um, the, the G- Judaism, what you find is that they say, they have the same father back in Abraham. Abraham is going to be the father of many nations, and through Ishmael you have the Arabs, and through Isaac you have the, the Jewish people or the, the Israelites. And this really is a battle about whose birthright should be correct. The firstborn, which would be Ishmael, the Arab, or the son of promise, which is Isaac. So it's a civil rivalry. That's what it's about. But at the end of the day, if Islam can destroy Israel and take it off the face of the earth, that would give them credence that their God, Allah, is the true God. Right. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The problem is this the true God, who created all of us, says, that Israel is the apple of his eye and that he will protect Israel. And so when you look at the battles and, and all the battles that Israel should have lost and did lose, remember, they have been conquered by every known superpower in the history of the world. You know, they were conquered by the, the Babylonians. Well, where's the Babylonian Empire today? It doesn't exist. They were conquered by the Egyptians. Well, where's the Egyptian Empire? They don't exist. They were conquered by the Germans. Well, where's the German Empire? It doesn't exist. Where's uh, the, the Greek Empire of Alexander the Great? It doesn't exist. But here is Israel, exactly where it's supposed to be, and there's no reason for it other than God. And that's the hope that we have. Joe, Joe, God loves us. Joe, you my joke about my foot. Okay. <laughs> so why does the world hate Israel? Why, why is all this happening now? Why does the world just hate Israel? Is it because people well, just don't understand the history of that, that region? Why is everybody it, hating Israel? <laughs> Okay, so I don't know how many children you had, um, you know, growing up as siblings, but you have a daughter, correct, Seth? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you have another child or no? No. Okay, uh, Chris, do you have children? Three. Okay, so here's the thing. If you had a favorite, and in Israel, Jacob had a favorite, his name was Joseph. Okay. And he... He lavished Joseph with all this stuff because his favorite wife was was uh, was Rachel, okay, which was Joseph's mother, okay. And so Joseph, uh, I'm sorry, Jacob, who became Israel, okay, showered favor on that son more than any of his other eleven kids. And what happened is they got jealous. So when you see jealous and envy, you often see these evil things come come to fruition. But here's the other thing. You have a cultural mandate, okay? I grew up in Cleveland, and I have a hatred for two teams. One happens to be Pittsburgh, and one happens to be that, that team up north. Do you understand? That is cultural. I, didn't, I wasn't born that way, hating those teams. Okay, I grew up hating those teams because of, of these things. What happens in Islam is that you are trained, since you were a little kid, to hate these people for no other reason than my parents hated them and their parents hated them and their parents hated them. And so what you have is you have a culture of hate 
that perpetuates murder and justifies it. But nobody is reading, like you said, Chris, they're not reading what it actually says. They're believing what they're told, and that's the problem with tradition. Do you think that part of that is that there is a basic, across-the-board misunderstanding of what religion is and what it's supposed to be? Because to me, from everything I'm reading and everything you're saying and everything I know, religion is not about... Live a good life, be good, and you'll be treated good. Religion is about kind of willingfully and blindly having a faith and believing in the faith. And if you don't do that, then you will not succeed into going to the you know the kingdom of God. And when you break it down into all these different quote-unquote religions, Catholicism, Islam, um, Buddhism, whatever it is, they all don't teach that. None of them teach that at their core. You have to almost step away from the the package of whatever religion you're looking at and just look at basic Christianity in order to fully understand the message. And I think that's why nobody follows the message is because the their belief comes from a lack of true understanding of what quote-unquote religion is. Okay, well, I appreciate that, Chris. You're hitting on a lot of very important subjects. I'm going to make it more simple. Okay. What it comes down to is this. Religion is made up by man. God does not want religion. He wants a relationship. And there's a huge difference. Okay? <laughs> but what, what I'm getting at is this. All of those counterfeits, and you can name whatever religions they are, okay? All of those counterfeits take you away from the real question. And the real question is, what is your source of truth? If your source of truth is the Quran, well, then I can use the Quran. I can show you how Allah is Satan. Okay? And it doesn't matter which religion you use, whether it's Freemasons or the Jesuits or whatever, I can show you in their own writings who they really serve. The issue is this. God says in Genesis 1 that he created all of these things in five days. On the sixth day, he created man in his own image. And what he said at the end of that day, on the other five days, he says that is good. But at the end of the sixth day, he says that is very good. What Satan has done is Satan has is trying to convince us that we're not actually very good. We are the stewards of this world. We are to take dominion, but he's lied to us, and we've given our dominion to him, and by doing that, he gives us power that he has. So again, this idea of child sacrifice, and, and understand, you know, uh, 180 million, or I'm sorry, 80 million Americans have been aborted. That is a stain on this country. But that is not from God. God didn't ordain that. Satan did. So at the end of the day, we cannot be about religion. It doesn't matter what color my skin is. I can give blood. I'm, I'm O positive, so I can give blood to anybody. Okay? It doesn't matter the color of your skin. This whole idea of race is wrong. It comes from the enemy. We are of one race. It's called the human race. Now, there are other races, and that's another story for another day. We can start talking about the Nephilim. 
to answer your question, Chris, uh, as, as easily as I can, that is a smokescreen so that you don't see there's actually two kingdoms here at play. The kingdom of God, which is the kingdom of love, and the kingdom of evil, which is the kingdom of destruction. And you have to choose which kingdoms you're going to follow. doesn't matter what, what jacket they put on. At some point in your life, you have critical thinking skills, and you have to test what you believe. Is it actually true? And if it's not true, find truth. And that's why I call myself the plain truth guy. I want to encourage people to do their research because the truth will set you free. John chapter 8. All right. I, I want to move on to some other stuff, but real quick, you can't just gloss over the fact that you said there's another race other than the human race. Are they here? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, but I don't think we have time, you know, for this program. But if you want to do a program on the Nephilim, that's Genesis chapter 6. So I'm just going to take a step back real quick, Seth. The reason that I got involved with the flat earth isn't because I believed the flat earth. I got involved in the flat earth because I found that through these uh, released classified documents that the Russians actually found the firmament, which is Genesis chapter 1. That's what got me involved in this. And that's with doing my research and, hey, look, you've been lied to. Okay, here's the truth. The firmament does exist, and the earth happens to be flat, as Scripture has pointed out. Now, with respect to the Nephilim, the Nephilim is Genesis chapter 6. Remember, Genesis 1, God says that when he created man in his image, it was very good. In Genesis 6, God wants to destroy the whole earth. And he witnessed to him through Moses, I'm sorry, not Moses, through Noah, and Methuselah, which who lived over 900 years, he witnessed to these people for 120 years, begging them to repent before the flood came. And the stuff that they were doing is the same stuff we're doing now, but don't take my word for it. Jesus says in the last days, it'll be like the days of Noah and the days of Lot. And remember, in the days of Lot, these people were trying to have sex with angels. Okay? And Sodom and Gomorrah got destroyed because of that. So understand, it's happening again. Satan and his demons are trying to infiltrate, and what they're going to do is they're going to tell you it's aliens. Not aliens, it's demonic beings, okay? And they're using that term alien, okay, so that people will be easily accepting that they're just a higher race, a higher uh, order of creation, okay? And the opposite is true. They're trying to take your dominion and your authority away from you. I'm pretty sure Biden is one of these other races. <laughs> oh, no, he's, he's just a tool. Okay, <laughs> I've been saying that for years. What kind of tool are we talking about? <laughs> an, an evil tool. Okay? Yeah. And the thing is, look at, look at him, and look at how he protects his son. Okay? It's like his son can do no wrong. Yeah. All right? And again, it, we want to have a relationship, or we want to have a relationship with <laughs> that. Okay, go ahead. You were going to say something. No, I, I was going. I guess I'm going to move on to a couple other conspiracy things. And we only got you know a limited amount of time. You sent me something about uh, 9/11. Yeah. Okay. Can you so yeah. Uh, not not in uh, a short way. So 9/11, I haven't done a whole lot of research on. What I've done is I've listened to people who are in the know, and so if you talk to structural engineers, that implosion is impossible. The fire was never hot enough, and those steel structures, okay, are, are never going to fall upon themselves, especially if the, if the fire started above 
it's not going to be as hot down below. So again, none of that falls with both buildings, uh, specifically the uh, World Trade Center, both buildings falling upon themselves. That is not possible unless it's a controlled demolition. Okay. Now I also have a stewardess who was explaining, um, and I, I don't have the book in front of me, but she wrote a book on it, and she's explaining what happened, not as an eyewitness, but as a stewardess who has gone through different types of uh, fire drills, for lack of a better term, and what she believes happened. And that is that those planes were diverted into a hangar, and um, other things happened in, in the sky. So when you look at that plane, that hit the, the World Trade Center, uh, that was not the same plane that, uh, that was flying. So, again, I, I'm, it's not that I'm sketchy. It's just that I haven't done the research, but I've seen enough that tells me, number one, um, those buildings would not, on their own, collapse that way. And number two, that um, we have other people able to explain how they were able to keep uh, the the passengers pacified for a period of time because they were going through a uh, a drill. So, is, again, is 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 one related to the other? Meaning, we've just been talking about end times. Was nine eleven kind of like the you know the the first light of the candle of the end time starting because it did change how we do everything. It, it got the, it got people to give up their freedoms willingly, willingly to allow themselves to be surveilled, willingly to be frisked down before they get on a plane, before they travel. you know, it, it, a lot of freedoms were given away that were needed to be given away to kick off where we are yeah. now with the disinformation and everything else. So remember, <clears throat> and Chris, what you're getting at is this. What was signed into law? The Patriot Act. Right. So what's the Patriot Act do? Okay. It, it takes away our freedoms. But understand the other side of it. So Satan doesn't care about the other side. He only cares about what he's able to accomplish. Here's what happened. That day, 9-11, more people got on their knees than before prior to World War II. Yeah. Real quick, okay? All right, are you still there? Losing you. Yeah. Uh-oh. There you are. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, my. Uh, I got a phone call coming in, and I had to get rid of it. Um, I thought that was. Yeah, I thought that was it. I thought that was the band is over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, they're they're taking more and more of our liberties away to the point where this vaccine, okay, um, wow. has been clinically proven to kill people and our government says you cannot take any other medication that has been proven to be safe you can't do this so again understand what's happening if you do not use your brain and have critical thinking skills and search these things out and the bible says this study and show yourself approved it says my children perish for lack of knowledge so I want to encourage you, in the love of God, don't be passive. Use your brain 
use your podcast, use your intelligence, and expose the lies, expose the evil, because at the end of the day, the church never loses. Do you understand that? Even in the book of Revelation, the church never loses, but the church is not a religious organization. It is what's called the overcomers, and the overcomers are part of a family. And that's why I've been after you, Seth, for a year and a half, saying, we got to meet, we got to meet, because I want you to be an overcomer. Same thing with you, Chris. When you become an overcomer, you cannot be lied to because you know the truth. Now, COVID is another thing that I really wanted to talk about. So, I mean, COVID <laughs> is absolutely, I mean, now YouTube is going to be gone in about 30 seconds. But yeah, I they, they, they did lie. They have continued to lie. And are they going to, is this a stepping point? Was this a trial run for what's coming down the pipe? Well, again, you can say that, but at the end of the day, millions of people died, more so than what Hitler killed, okay? And here's my problem. Seth, your best friend and one of my friends, Mike Trevisano, was murdered by this vaccine, okay? My best friend was murdered by this vaccine, okay? So I take it personally, and if people want to have a problem with that, that's okay. These are my friends that are no longer here, and it's changed my life. Seth, it's changed your life, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, was it a problem? I don't care. It killed people. Trial or not, it's evil, and let's call it what it is. It's evil, okay? When there are things that you can do to benefit you and you're not allowed to do them, that is not freedom. That's tyranny, and I have a right to stand up against tyranny, and I will, and that's why I'm here. That's why I changed my name to the Plain Truth Right, because it's bigger than just the flat earth. How do we stop it? How do we stand up to tyranny, if you will? I, it's all well and good to, to sit back and read the Bible, and, and it's well and good to have a relationship with God, but until we uh, meet our maker, what do we do to stand up to what they're going to continue to try to do to us? Well, that's, that's a perfect question, and here's the answer. I'm a man, and I have a finite mind, but I serve a God who's infinite. He knows the end from the beginning. So if I knew that the Browns were going to win the Super Bowl, I could make some bets, couldn't I? Yeah, yeah. Right? And right now, the odds are pretty favorable. Okay? Yeah. The problem is, I don't know that. I don't have that knowledge. <sighs> But God does, and he's not so much interested in football as he is in your soul. And so he wrote it. He wrote it before time. Remember, this was written 2,000 years ago, and it's accurate. So what I'm saying is if you want to defend yourself against these crazy things that Satan's doing through willing idiots, willful idiots, okay, and the uh, <laughs> you know people who are ignorant of the truth, Knowing the truth changes everything. And that's the thing. We can know the truth. We can have a relationship. And here's the thing. Um, I'll, I'll tell this story real quick. On my way home, I was in Georgia for the last two weeks. And on my way home, I broke down 10 hours from Ohio. Okay. I, was not, I was not a happy camper. I'm saying, look, you know, I'm doing your will. I'm, I'm doing what you've asked me to do. 
I just want to get home and my car breaks down. Now, here's the beauty of it. We get off the highway at the hotel that God told me to, to reserve, and the car breaks down two-tenths of a mile from the hotel. I rent the car to the hotel. At the hotel, it's a Friday night. So Saturday, I'm trying to find out, you know, where are the repair facilities in Chattanooga, Tennessee, that I can, you know, get to so that I can get my car fixed. And the only facility that's open Saturday, because all the rest of them don't open until Monday, happens to be two-tenths of a mile from my hotel. <laughs> you can say that's a coincidence, right? Um, and, and that's fine. But the thing is, I served God, and I dedicated that car to the Lord. So that's his car. So I go there, and they're going to get my car fixed. But the reason that he had this happen is that I got to witness the four guys at the Goodyear, okay, and that was my design, my divine appointment, and I always pray to God to give me divine appointments, and he did. I didn't care how much it cost to fix the car, and you know what? It was just a bolt. A bolt came loose. That's all it was. But God wanted me there to witness to these guys to tell them the things that I'm telling you, okay? And they were eating it up because people want to know the truth, and that's how we, we beat this thing. We take back our schools. We go to the school boards and say, no, you can't have my kids. No. You can't have this agenda that you're running, okay? You work for me. I don't work for you. Same thing with our government officials, okay? They work for us. We the people. And we the people have to stand up, and that's what the Overcomers is all about. And I'm going to be teaching classes on this, so I'll get some more information on that later. Does that help, Chris? Does that help, Chris? That does. And I appreciate you coming on tonight. And uh, you and I will definitely have to talk privately because uh, I do yeah. have, you know, obviously more questions and We'll have to have you on again and talk about the different races or whatever around here. But I appreciate you yeah. coming on tonight. Much appreciated, my friend. The Nephilim is going to be huge. Yeah, I, I actually joined a Flat Earth Society on uh, Facebook because I thought yeah. of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciate you, and I appreciate everything that you say, my friend. All right. God bless you guys. Love you. All right, Love take you care, too. man. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You can say what you want, but the guy is a good man. Yeah, I have no problem with him. I have no problem at all. I love talking this stuff. You see, I've got questions for days too. Yeah, I mean, the Jesuit oath thing was amazing. I didn't know. I didn't know all that. Neither did I. I went to the freaking Jesuit school. <laughs> Me too. I went to Walsh for a year. Did you? I didn't know that. Yeah, my freshman year. Flunked out. I wasn't good at it. We started talking about the vaccine. And your mouse dies? No, now he's going off the deep end here. Yeah, whatever. And then we got another person. Absolutely, the vaccine is a killer. I mean, it goes all over the place. Well, it's because there is no... There's no definitive information. That's That's one of the biggest parts of the problem. Is that it's it's so hard to find, you know. He hit it best is you got to use your own critical thinking. Yeah, and you're either going to believe it or you're not. And if you don't, there's consequences. And if you do, there's consequences. Like, look, I I I did not take the jab, not a single one. Even when I was in the hospital with COVID, and I mean I was sick, and I refused to take the jab, and I refused to let them, you know, uh, tube me or in- intubate me or whatever. You know, I, I refuse to let them do it. Now, there could have been consequences for that. I could have dropped dead right there on the table. Yeah. 
And I chose not to. I chose to use my critical thinking, or if we want to be truthful, my critical fear of the shot was more than my fear of death. Quite honestly, that's what it was. I was more afraid of the shot than I was. I felt like the shot was certain death, where I felt like I might have had a chance if I just waited it out, same with the, um, same with putting the ventilator in. I had, the only reason I didn't, and I'll tell this story, I don't care. I did not, they came to me to ventilate me. And I said no, because this guy that I knew that he died like two weeks before I went in the hospital was healthier than me, was in better shape than me. And the difference between me and him was he went and got ventilated. And as soon as he got ventilated, within a week he was dead. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. If I die because I don't get enough oxygen, so be it. If I have a stroke, so be it. And luckily I didn't. But I, I used my critical thinking as well as my fear. And thankfully the fear paid, paid me in this case. You know, it paid me to, because dude, I, I know I would have been dead if I would have taken that dumb shot by now. I dropped 45 minutes after two, after a second jab in drug bar. Wow. Yeah, I mean, dude, there, there's some scary stuff out there. You know, and I talk to people, oh, yeah, you know, people give reactions to, you know, shots all the time. Look, yeah. it forced people to take this shot, and a lot of people got sick. Yeah. And that's the reality of the situation, conspiracy or not. I mean, we were talking conspiracy to well, flat earth guy, but that's the reality of it. Yeah. And not that I'm defending the flu shot, because that's what everybody compares it to, the flu shot. I'm not defending the flu shot in any way, shape, or form, other than to say they got 50 years of um, yes. of history <laughs> yeah. to to compare that to. They didn't have 50 days of history when they started doling that shit out. And, and I remember when I was working at the radio station, they, they said, you're going to have to take it or you're going to get fired. Yeah. I said, well, you're going to fire me. I had a lot of friends that told me that, too, and I was like, you should do I was like, it's a job. There's other jobs. There's not other lives. Keep that in mind. Triv said that to me. He's like, what are you going to do if they make you take it? I said, I'm not going to work here anymore. Mm -hmm. And then luckily they they backed off of it because they found out it just forced people to start taking shots. Yeah. But I mean, I remember even when I woke up out of the coma, I was in the hospital and I was doing rehab and they said, hey, look, you, you probably should take this shot. I said, no. Yeah. No way. Well, and then I talked to a nurse like when I got out of the hospital. He said, it's a good thing you didn't take that shot. I was like, what? why? He's like, they don't do anything. It doesn't work. Yeah. And, and, and you're lucky to be here. Dude, I had the doctors that were that were treating me. There was one main doctor, and I don't hold any ill will, but she was adamant that I needed to take the shot. Absolutely adamant. She came in every single day. You got to get that shot. That way, even now that you're on the on the mend, and you and I started coming down a little bit and starting to get more oxygen in my lungs and stuff. She was like, "Well, the best way you can prevent this from happening again is to take that shot. You got to get that shot. We'll get somebody in here and give you the shot." And I kept saying, "No, I don't want it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it." And um, <clears throat> and. I started like like everybody probably did in that ward. I was in a COVID ward, and I asked. I just asked every nurse that came in, should I take this shot? And it was a real 50-50. 
there were some people that were like, oh, yeah, you you should take it. No problem. And there was a lot of people that were like, shit doesn't do anything. So don't take that shot. No matter what you do, don't take it. You're already, you're already coming past the, the worst of it. You'll be fine. So, you know, if, if the people in the building aren't sold, right. and this is their job is COVID, you know, why in the world am I going to take a chance? Like, I know more? No. Now, it goes to show that the government was lying to you when you mm-hmm. know, we're forcing military members to take the shot or you lose your or you're out of the service. Well, now, I hate to the... they're saying, oh, you can come back you can get reinstated. We're sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to take the shot because they, they know they were lying. Yeah. And I don't know the numbers at all on this, but I know the military because I was in it. I guarantee you that number is tiny. The people that got out because they wouldn't take the shot. Because the way they frame it in the media is not the way it works. The way it really works is we're going tomorrow at, at 1400 and everybody's getting that fucking shot. You got it? Yes, sir. You know, and everybody marches over there and gets that shot. And trust me, if you, st- if you stood up and said, uh, hey, uh, commander, I don't want to get that shot. They would murder you, murder you with physical exhaustion. You would be doing push-ups and sit-ups and spider crawls and everything possible till you dropped, till you till you caved in. That's how the military always works. But this is not the year of military anymore. I mean, now this is no. Let's all kind of people in and. and- you can't offend people. You can't hurt people. You're, there's a whole different military now than it was. There, there, there is. There is. But at the same time, I don't think they just let people raise their hand and say, sorry, not me. Because if they let them do that, then they'll do that in combat. Sorry, not me. I'm afraid. I'm not going in. That kind of shit, I guarantee you they still. <laughs> yeah, probably true. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, be prepared to watch the show next week on thesethwilliamshow.com. The That's Seth right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm four days away from losing my job because it didn't take the, then he canceled the mandate. Yeah, dude, I I had friends that lost jobs over it. How can you tell people to take a shot? What happened to the my body, my choice crowd out there that you know all of a sudden became a you take that shot because you're going to kill me? Yeah, a bunch of idiots out there, dude. When I opened up pinball or pinball PA, I took more shit on social media. People saying, oh, you got, you're running the Corona Cade and you don't care and you're happy to kill people and I'm not going to let my kids be killed by you. I mean, I was getting those kind of threats. You are killing me. You're killing me. And I was like, and my answer was always, yup, I am because I was not going to cave in. I just wasn't going to do it. You can blame Trump for the shot. He relied on supposed experts who, again, screwed him just like in other ways and areas. Deep state stuff. Why they are scared. It gets real. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I I, I want Trump to win again, but I absolutely blame him for this Operation Warp Speed bullshit that they put out there. I'm so glad we could swear again. Um, but, yeah, he was absolutely responsible for putting this junk out. Yeah. And, and you know, he should, he should be the first one out there saying, hey, sorry about that. It yeah, wasn't ready to go out there. Yeah, he won't. That's not in the Trump um, makeup. Saying yeah. they sorry? No. That he doesn't do. <laughs> no, 
All right, let's take a break, I guess. We haven't done it in yeah, sure. a while. And we'll come back and, I don't know. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hang on. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Don Dockin. When I'm feeling nostalgic... I always go to Pinball PA. You gotta go check it out. It's a lot of fun. When you want to have fun in Pennsylvania, there's only one place to go. Pinball PA. Located near the Pittsburgh airport, we have over 420 classic pinball machines and arcade games that you can play. Admission starts at only $24.99. Want to have a party? Well, there's no better place than Pinball PA. Visit our website today at www.pinballpa.com to get more information or to book your next small or large party. Pinball PA, it's where the action is. Does your company need fresh teas? Have you paid an arm and a leg for the ones you have? Worried about poor quality when you pay less? Stop worrying, Northeast Ohio, and visit us at www.wctees.com. At Wolf Creek Media, we're family-owned, we offer simple pricing, and we're fair and honest. We even have an in-house graphic designer and cover all your apparel needs. So if you need t-shirts, hoodies, banners, or any other type of printing, Call us at 330-353-9695 or visit us at WCTES.com. That's WCTES.com, a proud sponsor of The Seth Williams Show. KRFK Radio has the best hard rock and metal on the planet, featuring... Joe Elliott, Def Leppard vocalist and host of the Joe Elliott Radio Show. Are you serious? Eddie Trunk, host of the biggest metal programs ever on radio and MTV. Charlie Kendall, creator and host of Metal Shop. For adults only. Dee Snyder, twisted sister vocalist and host of the House of Hair. Any questions? Ron Keel, the metal cowboy. Ron Keel band vocalist and host of Streets of Rock and Roll. And boss of this here outfit. L.A. Lloyd, host of The Rock Countdown. And here comes the best part. The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris Aiken. And Hairball John. Am I on the air? Together, they reach all, and I mean all, hard rock and heavy metal fans. And you can only find them all together here on KRFK Radio. Right back here, the Seth Williams Show with Chris Aiken. Yep, here we are. Are you going to go see uh, <clears throat> Def Leppard with Journey and Heart? Progressive Field? Y- you know what? I don't know yet. I'm I'm definitely. I already put out the feelers to some people I know in the various band camps. Yeah. Because I know I know somebody in each each one of the camps, so there's yeah. a really good chance I can get some free tickets. I, I think it'll be a good show. I don't know. I, it'll be fun. I mean, it, it'll be fun, and I do know people. You know, one of my business partners is Neil Sean's brother-in-law, so there's a real good chance I can get some tickets. That's cool. And I'm like. 
that might be fun. And it's not it's not the Browns field either. No, progressive it's, field. Progressive field's a little smaller. You probably see better. The sound may be better. That's the only thing I don't like about those kind of shows is the sound always kind of sucks at those kind of shows. Yeah. But it's I'll tell you what's weird, dude. I had said that I was that Metallica show in November. I had said that's the last one I'm going to do of the big shows like that. And here I am. I'm already looking at two for next year because my Ooh. mom asked me if I would go to the Rolling Stones with her. And I said, sure. Why not? See, the Stones, I don't know, man. I mean, I like their stuff, I guess. But I need really good seats if I'm going to go see those guys. Well, I, I'm not a Stones fan at all. My mom is a huge Stones fan. I don't really even really like the Stones. But it's the Rolling Stones, dude, and they're 80. I, I, mean, it, I mean, how many more times? They, they're not going to be. This is probably the last run. I can't imagine that they're going to be 85 doing this. That's what Kiss said, though, 20 runs ago. Yeah, but Kiss is only 70. Yeah. These guys are another 10 years past, and and not for nothing, but the Stones put out the best album that they've put out in 40 years. Yeah, I like the one song, the new song. Is that Angry? Yeah. yeah. And boy, is that girl hot in that video. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but my, my wife and I argue all the time about going to see a band like Journey. Mm -hmm. She says it's not the same without. Arnell's pretty good. Steve, it's not the same without Steve Perry. Arnell sounds just like him. I know he does, and that's what I said. I said, get him. But she and, doesn't want Foreigner unless it's got Lou Graham. See, it, and that's a – have you seen The Foreigner without Lou Graham? No. It's excellent. Is it? It's excellent. It's an excellent show. Is it Foreigner? To me, no. But who cares? I like, it's like music. That's it's like going to see an expensive cover band. That's really what it is. But who cares? It's good. Dude, but, I've seen I've but, seen bands recently where I would rather see the cover band. And I understand it. Look, I'd rather I don't want to hear politics when I go to a show, but I still if I had the original lineup of Pink Floyd going to play Brown Stadium, I'd probably yeah. rather go see them than Wish You Were Here. But Wish You Were Here does a hell of a job and a great show and I love them and I want to go see them again. But I'm just saying there is a difference sometimes when you have you know, when the lead singer is different. There is, but I don't know. With Journey, I mean, hey, and truth be told, I think I'm the opposite with, with the Wish You Were Here versus Pink Floyd. If I could see Wish You Were Here at Cleveland Brown Stadium, I'd see that before I would see the actual Pink Floyd. I, I definitely would because I know I'd get a better show. Yeah. I, I'm all about the show. I'm, I mean, who would you rather see? Uh, a really good Kiss tribute band or Kiss? I'd rather see a really good Kiss tribute band. Gunner, by the way, I can't say enough. Something to Charlie. Didn't pick up sister last car yesterday. Going to even teach her how to operate and drive. So I guess uh, Gunner, his sister, uh, sister-in-law had the same problem I have. Okay. As far as the leg goes, and Charlie is taking care of her car. I don't know what he's charging, but whatever, he, you know, he put the equipment in for so she can drive. And Charlie did teach me how to drive my car as well. So that's that's awesome. Charlie's all over in Lakewood. Charlie's a good man. And not only is he a good guy, he's a good uh, conservative. He's a, but he's just a, a good person all around. Yeah, Charlie, seems to be. Charlie's all up here in Lakewood. Yeah, support, support, support. You can't. You, a lot of people aren't like that out there. <laughs> no. 
And he takes an ass load of crap from online. Charlie oh, does. Oh, God. Well, he asked for a lot of it. But- well, yeah. I, look, it's the same as anything. If you if you put your values out there, you're going to get punched. Yeah, he's a right-wing conservative guy. And mm-hmm. he's a gun-toting, anti-abortion, uh, you know, right-wing dude. And he, he takes a beating for it in a, a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. he, he's a good person with a you know, good sure. job. I don't know. Whatever. Somebody put it in the chat room. What's going on with his um his situation with the city? I don't know. Do I don't know? think supposed to know until after January. I'll, I'll okay. talk. You can get him on. You and, you and I are going to be taking a little bit of a break. after. Uh, yes, after next week. And so after the first of the year, we'll be back. And then we'll, uh, we're going to be back on Wednesday and then the following week. But then after that, we're going to be gone. Right. Yeah, we we do this week and next week. And then we're donezo for a while. And then we'll be back after the first of the year, and I'll try to get Charlie on as well. Okay. Who do we have on Wednesday? So that band coming on? Yeah, who is it, though? Oh, it's a band called The Lonely Ones. Okay. Uh, solid band, really, really strong. Look them up on YouTube if you want to get a preview for it. But they are going to be in town, actually. Really? Finally, an, an actual band that's going to be around. Look at that. Yeah, I know. They're, they're going to be at the, um, I think, like Europe Gyro or something in Kent. Right. On um on Friday, a week, uh, this Friday, they're going right. to be down in Kent. So, so right. I, I I know that's rare that I was actually able to schedule a band on Wednesday that's going to be in town like two days later. So that's good. That's fantastic. The weather's yeah. supposed to be nice this week. Yeah, so it'd be a perfect time to get down to Kent and go see this band, the Joy. Lonely Ones. The Lonely Ones. Yeah, I got to look them up and hear some of their stuff. Let me see. So I know what the hell I'm talking about. On <laughs> yeah, that would help. <laughs> Let me see. What are you saying? I don't normally. I always come up with something. No, Why I don't. don't I, suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's it's hard, dude. I, and believe me, I get it, man. You're, you know, you're you're out there hustling and running from one job to the next. I know you don't have time to sit around and listen to this bullshit. Somebody Scott says we should replay the best of Seth and Chisok. <laughs> I th- I agree. I think not. I think, I think so. Ever again. I think I'm going to pull up the. I'm going to pull up the episode where you and him got in the big brawl, <laughs> oh, and just put that one out there. What about and I'm going to I'm going to pull up the the one with him and Flat Earth guy at his house. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That's a good where he's just sitting there, shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all the best of will just be is just the you and we'll call it the. The Seth and Mike minute. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was about a minute long. I think we'll pass on that. Are you sure? I thought about getting a hold of uh, the best of trim stuff that they're going to be doing on, on TAM and just running it here. Just run it first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> run it run it before they do. That would be funny. Do we have a clip of these lonely ones? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me. Is this them? Yeah, this is them. Let's share screen. Here's the lonely ones. It's a solid rock band. Here you go. Send me in the outer space. Well, I don't recognize your face. If I never come down again, would it really be that bad?
kind of old school. I dig it. Yeah, I like that. Kind of like a modern Cinderella sort of a thing. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That'll be cool. All right, that's Wednesday we'll be talking about. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. Good stuff. Uh, yep. So that'll be fun. And um, yeah, we'll um, we'll have them on. And, you know, somebody said it in here that they'll be on Odyssey with us because we won't be on any other platform. <laughs> <laughs> TheSethWilliamsShow.com. TheSethWilliamsShow.com. Hey, and while you're there, you can buy yourself something. Uh, That's right. Of the show. Yeah. Or the show. Yeah, well, that would be nice. What have we sold? Like a mug? Like I think one? we sold a mug or two, maybe. <laughs> a mug. And <laughs> so it's going well. There's plenty of stuff left to buy. Well, you know what? In all fairness, yeah. I think this is only the second time we've ever even mentioned that we have those. That's true. So, you know, can't can't expect people to buy something if they don't know it's there. Yeah, go to thesethwilliamshow.com. Yeah. Buy something for myself. Still getting time for Christmas. That's right. But hurry well, up. I don't, Running I don't, out of I days. Don't, don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it now. Go right this second and get it. When's your birthday? October? You can get it in time. Go. <laughs> <laughs> My kid needs to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, you're working so many hours now. You should be you should be rolling in money. No, I wish I was rolling in something. <laughs> I'm happy to be working. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, no, that's right. Certainly better than it was a year ago. A year sure. Ago, a year ago, I didn't think I was going to have electric at this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That is it. Okay, beer can half for me. There you go. Go to thesethwilliamshow.com. How much for that? <laughs> Those will be free. I'll be standing out. Well, actually, we're going to use it for a rag. It has a purpose. A dollar. I'll sell them outside of my trunk. Watch for every mug that you sell. You'll send them a free a free Chiselka shirt. That's just not going to happen because the postage is ridiculous. <laughs> well, they can come out and get it. Get it when we do the baseball game thing. Yeah, we're going to do a, a remote at some point. That'll be fun. We are. I want to do that with 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 people that listen to the show, though. I want to just invite everybody out, and we'll all go, and we'll all that, we'll yeah, all catch a, an arrows game. We'll, we'll we'll just get like thirty tickets in one section. That, yeah, we're gonna just have that. some fun. That'd be great. Once the snow melts, and we're gonna get out there and have a good time. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your evening, Chris. Thank you for everything as usual. Sure, sure. Thanks to a flat Earth guy for joining us today. Yeah, that was fun. And uh, God willing, I should say platform willing, we'll be talking to you again <laughs> on Wednesday. That's right. All right. Have a good night, everybody. All right. See ya. See ya.